How you doing, everybody? The Chet Calvick Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Kopic, Jeff Vegas. This is unscripted and in your face. Uh, I am Kopic. I am Pinker on behalf of the great people at American Taxi. Hey, you suburban people, don't, don't use any other service because American Taxi, very simply, will knock your socks off with their courtesy, with their comfort, with their rates. Everything about American Taxi is first class. I'd like to say the same about our show, but Mommy always told me to say, you know, Tell the what's truth. true and what's false. All right, kiddies, gather around. Welcome once again to uh, Unscripted, Uncalled For, and In Your Face. How are you guys doing? This is uh, Uncle Chester, the godfather of Sports Talk Radio in Chicago, and my good friend, the pride and joy of WIND Radio, the man in charge of the legendary Pinker's Band, my good friend, uh, Jeff Big Pink. Pankers, uh, you know, hey, I, I got a real issue. I've been a subscriber to Time Magazine. Uh, I knew since, that was coming, uh, Lady Gaga. Since time immemorial. Yes. Now, I can live with Lady Gaga because, you know, it's the 100 most influential people in the world. No, and there is no doubt right now that Lady Gaga has 10 times more influence than uh, uh, any alderman in the city of Chicago, except mm-hmm. for uh, a crook like Ed Burke. Mm-hmm. But that being uh, that being said, uh, can you tell me how Conan O'Brien, who in my opinion couldn't uh, influence a guppy, winds up as one of the most influential people in the world? It's not that he's the most influential influential person. It's the it's all PR, and he's in the news, so they want to sell what magazines. So you're taking it at face value, and I I, I appreciate that, and I don't disagree with you as far as on paper. But even by the he- way, doesn't Bill Clinton look anorexic? Yeah, his looks, picture on the he, cover. He looks like you. He looks old. <laughs> you know. Hey, I'm listen. Sorry. Let me tell you, pal. All right, Mister. Let me tell you. You know, we're at uh, we're at the delicious Club Amore last night. It was great. Often referred to as the uh, as the Fountain Blue of uh, Elmwood Park or River Grove. Um, or wherever ask, the hell it people is. People ask me, they pay Pinker. What is Club Amore? I said, you know, it's an unfinished basement, but worse. <laughs> That's what I tell people. But we have fun out there. You know what I said it was. To a guy there, what? it was the recre—it's the recreation area at Cook County Jail. <laughs> Did you see those four cub ushers there? Did you know they were cub ushers? We gave away socks tickets. I last thought night? they were members of the ground crew. Me? No, they're. I ushers. thought they were going to throw a tarp on us. For no, last sake. night, what Chet's referring to, we did a, did this live broadcast the first Sunday of every month at the Club Amori, which is on Grand Avenue, eighty-one sixty-six, the first Sunday of every month. And the next month, we're doing a June sixth. It's D Day. Maybe we'll just blow the place up. <laughs> It is. It's D-Day there next month. And But wait, hang on. Those guys, there were four guys in a Cubs jacket, and I thought they were just a bunch of buds. Come to find out that they worked for Wrigley, one guy didn't have any teeth, and we gave away White Sox tickets last night, and one guy won the raffle, and he come up and he tried to throw them back at me. I said, screw you. I said, you know, you bite the hand to feed you. Come to find they're ushers, and so they're diehard, ridiculous Cub fans. So I gave him socks tickets. You know, and they literally the guy didn't. Hey, have hold on for one second, Levy. Yeah. Would you raise your T-shirt? Well, is that we have an earring in there? Uh, I'm telling you, there there is enough gut hanging out that we could build a condominium on Levy's uh, stomach. He's a nice foundation, doesn't he? <laughs> I could see that the. Uh, and I'm not I mean, listen. I don't want to be sound like a whore that stopped you know screwing because I've gotten down by the way 26 pounds. 
Have you been? If the first week I was here, you said I motivated you, and you said you went to the gym. You, you're not still going to the gym, RB. Johns. No, no, you're on. Okay. So that that was. No, a, he stays home all day to watch Law and Order. Yeah. Well, that's a great show. So you like? It's like. Spritz. You know what I do like watching? What? And this will this will knock you out. What? I I try to catch. If I'm at home, it's no, maybe two days a week. Home. Maybe yeah. two days a week mm-hmm. if I'm lucky. I love to watch Carson comedy classics oh, at three thirty. Why? Well, because he inevitably opens up doing Karnak the Magnificent, which is just the greatest know, bit Carson ever did. We are from the generation. Come on, Rodney Dangerfield, Buddy Hackett, Steve Martin when he was good. Did you ever see the one when you had? Okay, you'll remember this. George Goble. Uh, 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 Dean, and Martin, Dean Martin, Dean Martin, Frank, Frank Sinatra flicked, flicked his cigarette flicked in George beer. Goebbels' drink constantly, and, and you know, and he said something. But, but think about the whole atmosphere. I mean, these days, you know, people forget the TV advertising for cigarettes was banned forty years ago. Right. You, it used to be, you know, in the in the old days when you and I were growing up, and our buddy John Coyne, for example, from mm-hmm. American Taxi, he was growing up too. You'd go on shows and and guys would sit there with a yeah, like, with, with, with a highball and a cigarette. Like Dick and Van Dyke, Carson would chain smoke like crazy. Right, he would. Then he stopped years later on, on the air. He wasn't doing it maybe in the eighties and the 90s. only surgeon's general uh, warning that we would like to offer is you know listening to this program could be hazardous to your health. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the Time Magazine. So, so who else is in there? So that's why they're doing it to sell. Lady Gaga's not in. She, well, they got those, some soccer player on the uh, let me just say about Lady on Gaga. the cover. She influences. She's a nice gal. Love her, her, hate her music, and the kids like her. So she does influence the kids, and she's a good image for the. No, kids. No, I told you, I have no problem with Lady Gaga. It's like going back to. But why would Bill Clinton be in there? What would, in '84, if I'm not mistaken, Madonna, that I, who at that time was a rookie, right? Having just gone on the Dick Clark on show, the, and Dick Clark asked her the question, "What would you like to do?" And Madonna had the legendary answer. I want to rule the world, which she's pretty much done. Speaking of right speaking here. of oldies, did you hear last night? And I just got to tip my cap to him. Last yesterday was Dick Biondi's fiftieth year on the air. You know what? If I tell you that was more God than, love, I, him. love him, he and is I, a treasure. And I listened to him going home. And I'll tell you, people called in like Bobby Vinton, Gene Chandler, Gene Chandler, all these. Uh, and here's what I loved about. Um, Dick, uh, Tony Orlando, but they would tell stories that he was out in L.A. and Tony Orlando just started, and they were booing him. And Dick Biondi says, "Come on, we got to give the kid a chance." He really mm-hmm. did inspire and help hundreds of artists get their start. Oh. he's a he's a and a treasure of a man. And another you thing, you cannot put a price tag. No, on how many groups and individuals? <sighs> the Beatles. Dick Biondi, the Beatles, literally made the Beatles. He was the first guy to play the Beatles song. You know, people don't realize this. The Beatles' first label in America was VJ right here in Chicago. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else. He uh, Every time you see him at an event, it's the same outfit from the old school. Black slacks, white shirt, always has a tie on. It's like from the old Hasak Hop days. And I'll tell you something else about Dick Beyond. He was the early 80s and I was dating my wife. And we, Bob Surratt, one of the few good things I thought he did was he used to do a show, Where Are They Now? And Dick Biondi talk about when the pinnacle of WLS and he went to LA and everything else he was working about 27 years ago so make him 50 okay now he's about 77 78 so he says he looks 85 yeah, he's about 81 really he was working in a he couldn't been making 10 grand small he's, station in Hilton Head South that's Carolina that's it Myrtle that's right Myrtle Beach South gets the same thing Myrtle Beach South Carolina and because of yeah. that show world capital is of humidity yeah but a great yeah, but think about that and that someone saw him and they brought him back to Chicago because no one knew where he was. I, maybe a PD saw him, and then he was on the oldie stations. And he's been back in town there, so I don't know, 24, 23, 25 years. Well, when he got back in 81, that was going to be 
Or is it E1? Okay. It was going to be like a, like a, like a five year farewell tour for, for Dick Biondi. And I'll tell you what, you know, Pinker, I see him at WLS from time to time. And he gets there about five o'clock for his show. He's with his producer. Mm-hmm. And he, this guy has played Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf at least 11,000 times. At least. But what's cool about it is he still loves it. Loves it. I mean, he treats the song like it's the most important song, like, like, like it's more important than, you know, uh, uh, amazing grace for heaven's sake. No question. The thing, the word that comes to my mind for Dick Biondi, if anybody out there could have this, he has led a charm life. Passion. He loves coming to work every day. He loves every appearance. He loves the people. He gets there at five o'clock for his seven o'clock show. Now, what, what, what is Dick Biondi going to learn about Tommy James? No, a guy true. who he's introed probably 35 times. Nothing. That he doesn't know already. But I understand you can But tell- he loves to be there, and he and you told he's me he's a gym rat. He just loves to be in the right, building, right, like a hockey rat, hockey ring rat. And you told me when you see him there, he makes the rounds every day to the salespeople, to the operations people, to the secretaries. It. He's just an awesome person. So I, I just wanted to mention him. I was listening to him last night after Club Amori, and I thought I was a halfway decent broadcaster. The man's a legend. The guy is great, and, God, and really, I would say, and God bless him. You know, I was doing, uh, I was emceeing a, a do-up show at the uh, Chicago Theater a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and Biondi came over just to open up the show, and didn't want an intro. He just walked on stage, just walked on stage, and got a standing ovation. Now that, my friend. That's impact, and he and you know what, and they'll never, he'll die there, he'll, they'll, like Harry Carey. They'll, he'll, he, they won't fire him. They can't with all these. Unlike us, where we die, we die twice a week right here, <laughs> right here on the. Uh, on the By the uh, way, Jerry Reinsdorf, if you're out there, don't hire Doug Collins as the next head coach of the Chicago Bulls. What? He knows basketball like crazy, but the guy is the most wired, emotional, take it personally coach I have ever met. In my is, life. is Vinny going to get canned? Where, where you been in Siberia no, for the last well, month? No, the reason why I ask you that is because uh, the rumors are Paxson will get canned and and Vinny will stay. Vinny Vinny will get canned. Paxson will stay. They'll both go. That's why I'm asking. You. No, I've been on Siberia. No, as we speak right now, uh, you know, Vinny is doing a sequel to one of Sean Penn's truly great movies. He's lined up with Susan Sarandon and Dead Man Walking. <laughs> Good. Dead, I only they're calling it Dead Man Walking, the Miss Jump Shot. <laughs> uh, so so he's out. Yes, he's out. Who, who's the other? Who are the other? Levy's shaking his head. He's out. So what about uh, what about? Well, uh, Levy is shaking his hands because he just found out that Dick Mott is no longer the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Pinker, listen. Every week, as you know, yes. one of the really high points of our show is we go to Deer Ant. This one, no, you think, I got to tell you, I this like, one today. I like, the, I like the one with the cake with the this sodium one, and the cake. This one today is the best be, so far. Might be the chart top. The pinnacle art. This ahead. could be. This could be the Beatles, and I want to hold your hand. Gosh, I, I dedicate this one to all my great friends. Speaking at of the American Beatles, Dance. did you like the? You have to admit, I did a great rendition yesterday, and yes, we my favorite Beatles song, and I sang to you yesterday. Remember yesterday? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, yes. After I woke up, uh, Frankie Boy told me it was really pretty good. <laughs> all right, here we go. The headline: yes. Husband's habits have his bride Wayne divorce. Good. He packs on one hundred pounds after wedding. Shows other offensive behavior. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Levy immediately raises. No, he's moving his this phone away. Be... Get that phone out of here. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Must be waiting for an important phone dear call. Dear Abby, or text. dear Dr. Pinker. Yes, sir. It seems the moment we got married a year ago, my husband started gaining weight and adopting horrible habits. He has put on more than 100 pounds. 
He's got to use his forearms then, apparently. <laughs> hey, you know what? Since I was they have 26, to lower him by crane. I tell you what, I know you don't grow anything, but I can, you know, I can, I feel like I can see my schmuck a little bit better. Now. Well, given the fact that you haven't seen it since 1967, that's... <laughs> no, I haven't seen it since about 84. Is it close? <laughs> right. uh, and I got married in 84. That's what happens. You know, hasta la visa. Vista. Visa. I need a visa. <laughs> <Still> a visa. <laughs> All right, go ahead, read it. Don't give visa the time of day until they start buying some. I'm thinking about visa getting out of the country. Getting uh, out here of we here. go. Now, I I don't want to nag my husband, but the magnitude of his bad habits is making me contemplate divorce. Mm-hmm. If he hasn't learned things like garbage goes in the garbage oh. can or aim for the bowl by his age, is there any hope? Should I tell him our marriage may be in trouble? Signed, still a newlywed in Utah. <laughs> That's the first. I thought Mormons piss all over the place, don't they? I, I thought Mormons were just perpetually pissed off. I, that's exactly right. I, I uh, well, that's what, I um, that leads me to a good question for you. When you were married, the truth, yeah, because I'll tell you my thing. Did, did you? Did you? Don't all guys just like aim? I mean, we don't pick up the toilet seat, right? And then you piss off your wife because. Oh no, you, no, you always just you aim, right? You just hope for the best. You aim, right? I mean, I figure if you know if if ninety five percent lands. That you're doing your job, right? And then, and then the mistake a lot of guys make is they don't wipe the toilet seat. And then you're old. That's how you get back at your wife. And the old lady sits in your piss and she pisses her off. That's a great thing. I love it. You know, that's that's what he, uh, Levy's going. The to, problem of the show is it's just too darn intellectual. No, it really is. But I just the guys out there can can relate to that. And you notice anytime you go to a men's room, the toilet is always up. I'm sure you've been. You're the kind of guy because you don't know what day it is. You've probably gone in there trying to take a dump. Have you ever you, gone to the? You ever gone to the men's room at Club Amore? Yeah. It's like walking into a steel mill in Gary. It's nice, though. It's clean. It's clean. you got to shit in the urinal. <laughs> There's no toilet. There's no toilet in Club Morning. I'll show you what, tell you what a class joint dad is on the menu. They had, uh, they had uh, like, uh, pizza, whatever. So, so somebody ordered, like, some pizza bread. An hour later, the delivery guy comes through. <laughs> I swear, you didn't see it comes through. They didn't. They couldn't get the burners on, turn the oven on. So she ordered food. She ordered from. And then what she did was she put one piece on the plates, and he, uh, people were like, "Oh my god!" And then she came out with some popcorn. Yeah, I'll have some pizza bread and chicken wings and some chicken fingers. Boy, we take care of our listeners out there, and they couldn't get it going. So by the time the broadcast was over, the pizza guy walked in, and everybody left. Ah, oh, what a place! It's true. You didn't see. It. You weren't. Why well, you weren't paying attention? Well, you don't pay attention anyway. How could I? What could I tell you? You got. You, know, uh, you got bad ADD too, pal. You do. Both of us. Do. No, no. It's it's not ADD. What it is? It's dementia. Is you got too much on your mind? Well, you got to be. Able, you you got to focus when you're doing it. But you did well last night. I, nice job. Oh well, gee, thank you. I mean, my gosh, I mean, it was certainly the high point of my broadcast. It career. was a fun show. You have to admit, it was a fun show. We had thirty-five, forty. We never had. You know, the problem is, I mean, you turn all the guys on your show into cretins. So what? They're 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 Gurkha boys and Frankie boys. Well, it's, so what? It's, it's like fun. you have your own little parade of uh, well, you know uh, of chickens, and you're a chicken hawk. That's right. Well, that's like uh, <laughs> it's like well, look at uh, like I'm comparing myself to Howard Stern. He's got his cast of characters. But last last show, last month, we had Easter Sunday. There were two people there, remember? Hey, by the way, speaking of Howard Stern, yeah. I canceled Why? my subscription to SiriusXM. Why? Because it bores me. Really? The for playlist for the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, contemporary R&B is absolutely as dull as dishwater. He says he's leaving, I've been because I don't subscribe. He said he's leaving. Do you think he's going to leave? Well, his contract's almost up. All right, but is he going to go? Where's he going to go? 
Oh, yo, come I, on. He don't need the money. No, no, I mean, no, no, what I meant, I'm not, I meant where is he going to go? He can't get a job. I mean, where do you think he's going to go? Maybe he's so just go saying, to Miami and, you know, take a ceramics class. No, he won't. He wants to be on the air. He loves, he still, see, there's a guy with all the money in the world that he still loves it. He does love it. Yeah, but see, it's, it's, it's not about money. No, it's, it's not. It's about money, but it's not about money. Right. That's what people don't get. Right. Guys, guys don't wake up when they're 10 years old and say, boy, I can't wait to become an insurance salesman. Correct. They and they, they don't wake up and say, you know, wow, my life is really going to be complete if I can be, uh, if I can be a paralegal. Correct. But yet the thing, this is all I have ever wanted to do. And you're doing it. And I'm, I'm so honored just to do it with you. Just not very well. Now, <laughs> the thing is, you know, George Burns said this once. George Burns said this, and it's true. It's not that I need the money. He said this like at 100. Like I remember he was negotiating a contract at one of the hotels, 98 years old. Not that I need the money, but the money... The good money say, I'm not gonna, you know, I have to get, let's use 20 grand. I gotta, I gotta get 20 grand for my appearance because that tells me that I'm still at the top of my game that shows like the respect. I'm not, I can do it for nothing. I mean, how much money do I need? So I get that. It's about respect for Howard Stern. He's not just gonna take, you know, like go back on just already. He's gotta be big. He's gotta be awesome. He's gotta be a Howard Stern. So it's not about the money, but it's about the money. And the money is the, the prestige and the success. That's all. I get all right, that. Example, I get that. For example, Don Rickles. Right. Who at one time. Was the biggest he attraction was the biggest. on the strip in Vegas. True. He's doing one of the casinos mm-hmm. in Hammond. Now, some people might say, why would Don Rickles nice want to do Hammond? Because he loves it. Because without it, he rolls over and dies. No question. No question. And they're paying him good money, and it's in the horseshoe. And also, also, hey, listen, from the perspective of the horseshoe, I'm going to go see Rickles. Rickles draws Gamblers. Yes. And they know that and they pay him. And first of all, he stays in a beautiful, elegant hotel downtown. He eats at Gibson's. At, they have a booth for him. He's a 20 minute ride in a limo. What's wrong with the horseshoe? By the way, it's a gorgeous hotel. It's a gorgeous casino. And, but because it says ham and it like, takes some of the, you know, some of the, you know. Well, see, I'm thinking in terms of glaze off. You, you and I know horseshoe is, is cool. It is cool. But I mean, if, if some guy is a big Rickles fan and goes onto his website and yes. sees, you know, that Rickles is, right. is doing ham in Indiana. Right. They're thinking, Don, come on. Right. You know, I this understand. Is, this is beneath you. Or Joliet the Rialto, that type of thing. But he, you know, what's his name? Like, t- well, there's even a joint uh, in St. Charles that's owned by uh, Ronnie Onesti, the Granada, mm-hmm. where I've seen some. I've seen some really great. Isn't that great where Pheasant Run is? I don't know. Okay, well, that is. There. We'll save that for the next time. I got a free room if you ever want to take Lakeisha to the uh, to St. Charles out there. Really? Yeah, but I don't know if they'll all. You know. You know. You know. You are one sick puppy. You know I, I don't know. I mean, you know, when you come to my listen, man, I have my visa is going to expire in Barrington. It's it's a 15 year visa for Jews in Barrington, and in three years I'm out. I got to move, so it's a fifth. That's it, and it's tough to get an extension. I'll tell you right now. So you know they're looking at me now. Funny. Maybe if I filled mayonnaise on my brow or something, I could stay. Join us next week when the Anti-Defamation League will uh, will be our guests right here on Unscripted and In Your Face. We want to thank our great friends at uh, American, American Taxi. Oh, who, by the they way, are. hang on, I want to just say, next Chicago's week. Premier's Suburban Taxi Service. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We can continue next Wednesday, going down to North Carolina, see my beautiful daughter graduate college. I have to say, I'm taking American Taxi. How much dough you got left on your uh, loans? Wait. Um... <laughs> Four hundred and twelve dollars. You know why? You know why I was worth every single penny. Now this is remember this is the Pinker's daughter. That's why I give my what she has been asked to speak for her graduating class. I mean, you tell me about that. That's heavy. I just have to, I just have to say. 
I just have to, I'm like, it's not only as I'm saying it because that's it's the, my kid. It's not because it's because she's doing it, but I'm like, my, the Pinker's daughter? You know, the two words for a Pinker were, you know, get out in, in school. You know, so my my kid is being... And, and I'm well, I, I've actually been privy to read the first couple of lines of her speech. And it says... Uh, Dad's not in it. I was, uh, I was raised in a log cabin. My father was a rail splitter. <laughs> Well, she, who, she, who later became a primetime salesman at a crappy shoe store called Churns. Hey, I learned a lot of stuff at Churns. Only laugh while you want. Yeah. That was a yeah. great place. How to, how to rip off unsuspecting customers. Correct, because they called me Magic, Mac, Magic, Magic Marker Man. I told you yesterday on the broadcast, I used to change everybody's sizes just to make them fit. So now I should become a podiatrist because I could operate on their feet. All right, All right. not a moment too soon. We are out of here. We will catch you next time around. This is Unscripted and In Your Face, brought to you by the marvelous people. Hey, you people in the suburbs, O'Hare, Mitchell Field, Milwaukee, Midway, mm. wherever you want to go in the suburbs, you always start with American Taxi. Why? Comfort, credibility, and the price is always going to be appropriately right. So long, everybody.